So business money management is not an intuitive thing. It's something that we need to be taught. It's something that we need to learn how to manage. And you know, a lot of times there's some shame around money and we just don't really go and learn what we need to learn. But guess what? That's why you're here. Thanks for joining me on the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm Don Kennedy, your host with tips, strategies, and real solutions to help you make more money and more importantly, keep more profit in your business because we know having more profit means having more impacts. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm very excited to have a friend on here, Tammy Jones, who is the Pinterest guru. And one of the reasons I'm so excited to have her is because we've talked a little bit about branding and some other marketing things, but I want to get into really one of the platforms with a little more depth so that it can help you make some business decisions about where you want to spend your time in social media and marketing dollars. So welcome, Tammy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and get to talk with you. Yes, we're so excited to have you. So please start by telling the audience who you are and who you serve. Okay. Um, as you said, I'm Tammy Jones, and uh, I work with uh, visionary entrepreneurs, um, businesses to utilize uh, Pinterest to market their business. And it's not something that a lot of people really think of when you talk about marketing, but it is a very, very useful tool in being able to grow your business. I love um, helping people see how to use that. Um, and there isn't necessarily one specific niche or that will do better than any other. It's really about looking at your business as a whole and seeing what is on that platform that's going to serve. Yeah, I love that. So who is Pinterest good for? Uh, good for any type of business, providing you have certain things in place. Now, there have been a couple businesses that I have worked with or looked at working with that, that it would not serve. And it's probably easier to tell you which of those are because... There really is a way to utilize the platform for just about any business. My husband and I do own also own trucking. So we own semis and have not found a way to use it for that. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, I worked with a uh, men's seller. So like um, men's clothing. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, but um, it was very difficult because it is has been a predominantly woman-based platform. Okay. But that is changing. And as of last year, we had a 40% increase in male signups compared to the previous year. So that is changing, but it is still, you know, something that you really just have to look at individual businesses and see how it's going to work for them. I gotcha. So when you and I had originally talked, cause you did an audit on my own Pinterest account, you were talking about how Pinterest is not just a social media platform and it's actually more of a search engine. Can you go into that for us, please? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it does get lumped into social media and it truly is not because when you look at what social media is, it's somewhere that people go um, to scroll and interact with other people and to see what's going on more or less in the world. Pinterest is a search engine. It's actually the third ranked search engine behind Google and YouTube. And that is because people go on there with the intent to search for something. They're looking for answers. They're looking for, you know, it used to be more geared towards like recipes and home decor and those types. And it's so excellent for that. But people are going on there and looking for things for mental health. They're going on there and looking for things for how to manage their finances. They're looking for how to start a business. 
in that sense, they're on there with the intent to either find a solution to a problem or to buy. So it's just a very different way that it is used. The other thing, and we'll get into this a little later, I know you want to talk about this, but the ads are also different. They're not interrupting the pattern. They're actually showing up when someone searches for it. So your ads are actually served in a different way than what they are on social media as well. Interesting. So the ads will pop up under whatever you're searching for. Exactly. It's a cold audience, but not in the sense of a true cold audience because they're already interested. They're already on there looking for what solution or product that you have. So it's more more kind of like a warmer audience. Gotcha. That's interesting. So talk to us a little bit about how can you make a pin and make it successful? There are some definite components that you will need on it. The first thing is it is visual. Think of it in that aspect, like Instagram. It needs to be an attractive pin. It needs to look good. The other thing you want to think about is it is a search engine. So it's SEO based. You need to have the keywords that people are searching for in your title. Um, you need to have the keywords that people are searching for on the, the pin itself. So to give you a little bit better understanding of how Pinterest AI works, it can actually read your pin. So it can see the pictures on it. It then associates it from that picture with other things similar to what it thinks. It can read your fonts, which is why you need to have clear fonts, not real scripty fonts, because if it's very scripty, they may not, the AI may not be able to read it. And the other thing is most people are on mobile device. So if it's very scripty, they're not going to be able to read it. So if there's a pen right beside it that has clear fonts that they can tell what it says and it is serving what they're looking for they're more than likely going to click on that pin than the one that they can't really read. Right. So let's okay. talk about what you link to when you do your pins, because you and I have yeah. also had this conversation about what would you want to link a pin to that? Where do you want them to go? And that's totally going to depend on what the pin is doing. So if it is for a podcast, it's going to link back to your podcast episode. If it's for a landing page, um, maybe a service or a product or a freebie, you're going to link it back to there. You can really send the traffic wherever you want it to go from. Pinterest is amazing at driving traffic. So it's really, if you're trying to build your Facebook group, you can create pins that people are on there that are looking for things that you talk about in your group. You can send them to your Instagram if you're trying to build your Instagram. You can send it to a blog if you have a blog. YouTube channel. I mean, you can really send a pin anywhere you want it. And I'm not sure that that's common knowledge that people know that pins are that adaptable to any content that you have anywhere on the web that you can use a pin to point to that. So that is, yeah, that's definitely a big benefit of using Pinterest. Now, also, uh, we talked in the past about finding these keywords and finding Mm -hmm. places, but there's actually within the engine places you can find what people are searching for, correct? Exactly. Yes. Um, You definitely want to be on the platform searching for what people are searching for on there. You don't want to go to Google and you don't want to go to YouTube and start searching because they're serving a different audience than what Pinterest is. So they may not be searching those things on there. So you definitely want to first start on Pinterest within the search bar, just like you search now for things that you're looking for. And you want to take note of that because it works just like Google. So when you start typing in something, more search terms start popping up below it. And that's telling you what people are searching for at the time. So you can take a look at those and see what those phrases are, what those keywords are that are popping up. And then those are going to be ones that you want to make note of, start a spreadsheet or something, and take notes of those. 
<clears throat> because those are going to be things that are relevant to what you're doing that people are looking. And so you would take and those then, keywords and put them inside your pin, your pin description yes. and, and link to things that are relevant to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. In your board descriptions, in your board titles. I mean, you, you use keywords everywhere you can possibly put a keyword and use different keywords, use relevant wording and use relevant phrases, but make sure that in each spot where you have the ability to use something different, you do, because that's all opportunities for your pin to be found. Is there a magic Um, number of pins that we should be doing each day or each week? This is the part that kind of trips everybody up. There are suggested amounts and no one is ever going to tell you an exact amount. So what I say is if you can do one a day, do one a day. If you can do five to 10 a day, do five to 10 a day. You will build up. So when you're very first getting started, I hate to tell people a set number because then it's overwhelming. You're already taking on something maybe that you haven't used before. And then, well, Tammy said, I need to do this many. So then you feel like you're behind before you've ever got started. So what I say is if you can only do two or three a week, then that's what you can do. But definitely build up to more. And that happens over time naturally, because as you're creating pins, you're going to create multiple pins for the same thing that you're leading people to. You're going to create three, five, 10 pins for one piece of content. I gotcha. Now, and this doesn't go away in the 24 hours like stories and it doesn't go through the algorithm. So it is different that way as well. Your pins will be kind of evergreen. Is that a good way to describe it? Yes, they are evergreen and they do last forever. What's called a half-life, which means the 50% of amount of traction that a pin will get is over three to six months time. But if it's a good pin that has things that people are searching for, it's never going to go away. I have pins that still show up years later. And a lot of people will tell you the longer you're on the platform, the more traction a pin will get because the more that Pinterest can say, hey, people are interested in this. It's obviously good. It links to where it says it's going to link. So they're going to keep showing it over and over and over. So does Pinterest, the algorithm kind of ranks you like a Google? Is that a way we should think about it? So (laughs) yeah, that'd be a good way to look at it Um, because it does depend on how relevant the pin is to what the, the pinner is searching for. And if you have all the components that make up a good pin. So yeah, yeah, that would be a, a good way. So then again, it's the combination of the graphics and the keywords and the relevance and where it's pointing to that all create a pin that Pinterest would go ahead and show someone in a search. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So let's switch a little and talk about Pinterest ads, because I know that this is something that I think people are unfamiliar with, and it's it's different than other uh, advertising <clears throat> platforms, especially because, you know, you and I talked and you were like, yeah, you can have three or four pins in the same ad. And that was different than if you just run, you know, one ad to one place in another platform. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to, um, especially starting out when you're in the testing phase, which I don't think the testing phase ever goes away in my opinion, because we're always, (laughs) there's always changes and we're always seeing what works. But for ads, you definitely want to start out with multiple pins that lead to the same place and see which ones perform best and then shut the ones off that aren't performing well and leave those ones that are running. So you can easily start with five to 10 pins that are going to the same place that look very different just to get an idea of what your audience resonates with and what they're going to click on. And you'll be able to see that a lot of times within the first week, you'll see very quickly which pins are just getting absolutely nothing. 
how cost effectively can we run 10 pins? Um, well, it is splitting whatever you have set as that budget between those pins. So it's not really going to affect that side of it. It's, it's just a matter, it's more a matter of determining what each action that you are going for, depending on where you're leading the people, is worth to you. And that's the same with any ad. You know, I will say Pinterest ads are way less cost than other platforms, especially Facebook, which is what most people, you know, are, are more familiar with and running ads on. Right. They're way, way lower to run. You get really good conversion. So it just depends on what budget you have set. So then I could set a budget of, let's say, $10 a day, and it would run across all those pins. I wouldn't have to set a budget per pin as each one being a separate ad. No, no. You run it at the campaign level. And then as you start shutting those pins off that aren't working, Pinterest then divides that amount between the others. You will generally see one to two very strong ones. And so the rest just get just get shut down. Right. That is a very good way to go out there and be able to test messaging and test copy, test your images. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who is listening here and they want to learn more, I know you have a guide to Pinterest ads and and setting up and things. Can you tell us a little bit about your guide? Yeah, I um, I have a guide for both organic and paid. You need to have a good foundation. Think of it like building a house. You need to have a good foundation for your account just like you would have a good foundation for the house before you start building the walls. And the way that I look at it is that foundation is making sure that your organic side is set up properly. So having the right keywords, having the right board names, having the right things of that nature before you start the ads. But I do have that. And I do have a guide for paid ads, which kind of walks you through. Uh, I also have a course that is getting ready to launch. That is a step-by-step walkthrough of how to do that. So there's multiple different ways that, that I can help someone figure out how to get started with that. And when you need to start, you can start running ads from about a week after starting your Pinterest account, but run it with a low budget, a very low budget, just to start building those audiences so that your Pinterest tag can start maturing and seeing who is interested in your content. Oh, I love that. So you don't have to wait. You can actually start your Pinterest, get the right number of boards, and you're going to talk through how to do all those things. And then they can begin mm-hmm. to start running ads to build those audiences. And I guess email lists as well and things that you can do with Pinterest driving traffic to your blogs. Just It's a great way to build your email list. Uh, an absolutely great way. Yeah, I was very surprised when you and I sat down and really got into talking about Pinterest because it it does it is not another social media platform. And I think there is that misconception. So I'm going to drop for everyone the links to the guides and Tammy's social and all of her stuff. And she runs something called the Pin Guild that you'll be able to look up. And if you want to contact and get more information with her, because Tammy, I know you also do do consulting for companies looking to get into Pinterest as a ad platform. Yeah, if, if we do all things Pinterest. So <laughs> all things Pinterest. <laughs> Great. All things Pinterest. And um, we do not do any other platforms. We I have specialized in Pinterest to make sure that we can give the best results possible for, for who we're talking to, to the audience that we're talking to, and to make sure you have good results with it. Amazing. Amazing. Yes, it's it is not easy to find a, a Pinterest specialist think that there are that many people that focus on this one platform. So if this is something that you want to learn more about, please go into the show notes 
and grab all of Tammy's information and get her guides. I mean, I'm actually up-leveling my Pinterest a little bit, adding some more boards and things because of things I've learned from Tammy that can make my own uh, little bit of Pinterest. I'm not on there very much, but my little bit of Pinterest more effective and driving traffic to my blog and also for my email list is what I'd like to use it for. So Tammy, thank Mm -hmm. you so much for joining us on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Really appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise. It's been, it's been my pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. I always enjoy speaking with you. And if you can also help others learn how to be more profitable in their business, I'm all for it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening in. And I'll talk to you the next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care. And I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.